Section 17 of Stories Without Tears. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria de Fatima da Silva. Stories Without Tears by Barry Payne. Sarah. The defendant was Miss Sarah Frederica Constantia Hallows, hereinafter called Sarah for short, aged seven, resident at present at 114 Marine Parade, Salton-on-Sea. The judge was Mrs. Amy Hallows, aged 32, of the same address, mother of the above. Jane Shotover, nurse, aged 24, gave evidence as follows. It happened like this, um. I was setting under the breakwaterum, and I give Miss Sarah her wooden spide, and I said, Now, if you was to build a nice pretty castle out of sand, then I'd come and look at it, and that would be a surprise. She'd give some trouble over me not letting of her ride a donkey into the sea, and what I wanted was to keep her mind off. Sarah, I want the red ink. The judge, hush, go on, nurse. Well, um, she took her spide and started off, wandering about among the people, which was not what she'd been told. She'd got her shoes and stockings off, and her skirts tucked into them Macintosh drawers, so I didn't see how she could come to no harm. But I kept my high honour, and every now and again I'd sing out to her to get on with that castle. There was an old gentleman setting on the beach, reading of a piper. Looked to me like something in the insurance line. The judge. What made you think that, nurse? Well, um, he'd got a pile grey felt at, and was sixty if he was a die, but that may have been just my idea. Anyhow, Miss Sarah started walking round and round in like a teetotum, and people on the beach laughing at her as might have known better, and I could see he was getting annoyed. The judge, you ought to have stopped her, nurse. So I did them, at least so I was going to do, but just as I got up with her, Sarah, can I have the red ink now, mummy? The judge, hush, I want to hear what you've been doing. Well, nurse, as I was saying, just as I got up with her, she worked round to the back of the insurance gentleman, upped with her spide, and brought it down with all her force on his hat. Of course, I apologized, but I could see he was put out about it, though that was no reason for using the word he did. Sarah, I want to do a picture of insurance with his head bleeding. So can I have the red? The judge, hush and don't interrupt again. Well, um, them as was laughing before, laughed worse than ever, and I'm sure the wise some of them ladies offer uh, chocolates and lair apply with their dogs, which may be sigh for my not, is nothing short of a well, you hardly know what to say to em. So I just took and brought a straight home. Sarah, 
and now can i have the red ink the judge leave her to me nurse i'll send her up to you directly very good um the judge left alone with sarah pointed out that she was not to go chattering to strangers who did not really want her and much less was she to walk round and round them and much much less was she to beat the pale grey hat of a gentleman with her wooden spade she had been a naughty child and was to go up to the nursery for the rest of the morning sarah and can i take the red ink up too that reminded the judge she did not want sarah to think or talk about terrible or ugly things a nice-minded little girl would not even wish to make a picture of a poor gentleman with a nasty wound in his head she would rather think about beautiful things there were plenty of beautiful things all around us the young mother's handbook by charles boldly rushington b a what's beautiful asked sarah the judge sternly repressed an absolutely senseless impulse to say that sarah herself was the most perfectly beautiful thing on earth she pointed out of the window and asked what could be more beautiful than that field of corn with the poppies dotted all about it can't do poppies without red ink said sarah after sarah had gone to bed that evening her nurse obtained permission to go out for a breath of fresh air she met the breath of fresh air on the beach by appointment and its name was george he was an honest man but looked as if his clothes were too much for him jane began to narrate her sorrows to george and was a little annoyed to find him in no sympathetic depression oh said george kids will be kids nice little thing she always looks to and that's what always happens said jane with bitter conviction she goes a-dancing about that beach like some wild injun and then lydy says isn't she sweetly quaint and words like them i've no patience with it well as i was saying her mother give her a talking to over what she'd done to the insurance gentleman's at and then she come up to the nursery looking as meek as moses and both a little hands under a pinafore you come here miss sarah and have your hair done i says and caught hold of her i wasn't rough because that ain't my way and no gal that was rough could keep my place for ten minutes but there all of a sudden there was that poor child's life-blood gushing out of her and streaming across the floor lord it did give me a turn i come over quite faint went as white as a sheet and might have fallen if it hadn't been for the sewing machine and there she stood in a regular pool of it laughing like anything george seemed mildly puzzled look here he said what are you telling us well to make a long story short it wasn't her lifeblood she'd been bothering her mother to let her have the red ink and her mother didn't say yes and didn't say no so afore she come up to the nursery that child slipped into the library and hid the red ink under her pinafore so as i shouldn't take it away and so as a matter of course jane broke off her narration in dignified disgust at george's behavior 
Oh, well, George, if it amuses you, perhaps the less I say the better. What you don't seem to see is, if that hadn't been red ink, I should have been a murderer. End of section 17